The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. With me today is Darren Long, Vice President of Sales. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Congratulations to everyone who has been involved in the precious metals market over the last several years because your time has come. The sun is shining. And uh, this is on the backs of the Federal Reserve looking for higher inflation and, of course, being very accommodative. We've seen too much money being printed as of late. And the paper market also got smashed into oblivion. And now the physical market looks to be taking the charge. Darren, today we're going to have a very exciting show because I think we're going to change the format a little bit. And we're going to do sort of two-minute segments where we're going to ask each other some bouncing questions and uh, just kind of jump at it. So let's get started with uh, question number one. Well, very simple question, Jeremy. Let's get updated on inventory. First off, everybody wants to know it's the magic question. If you've been looking for gold and silver, you've been searching the citywide, and you haven't made a stop to Guildhall, but you love listening to our show, what you won't realize is that inventory is extremely, extremely tight right now and is very, very hard to come by. That being said, good news. If you're dealing with Guildhall, then you're dealing with volume buying. And when you're dealing with volume buying, it means product is available. So we have some product. Jeremy, my question to you, because you're right here on the front lines in the office, what is inventory like right now in terms of silver and gold for the people to let them know? So it's been a little intermittent. We've seen the market kind of, we've seen some product come in, very quickly get sold out. Uh, for example, Maples was was really the only product we had this, this week, and we sold out of all of the silver maples. And that was for people who were looking to buy, you know, 50 ounces, 100 ounces at a time. We know we've got some kilo bars coming in. We've got some 10-ounce bars coming in, uh, lots of 100 ounce bars coming in but uh, it's really grab it when you can and that leads to another question you know it's interesting because some people are still kind of doing some price shopping around and it's it's funny because they really have to be looking at the actual inventory is it available can I get it in my hand now what is the price right and of course it's interesting that people are looking at price right now because the price has moved up right and it's moving up very quickly. So why are we looking at the price per se? It's like, can you get it in your hand or not? And then maybe another question that we can talk about in, in a little bit is the fact that, is it too expensive? Is gold too expensive now? Is it is it cheap? So uh, fact is, is we've got some rolling inventory. Keep checking the website because as inventory becomes available, we're gonna get it up on the website for those looking to buy in slightly smaller increments. All right, that is a good response. And in terms of what we are seeing happen, client base, it is a f it's it's a flurry of activity. That's first thing said, and we always talked about it, Jeremy, in terms of um, you know being pragmatic with our listenership and not trying to be uh, using the crystal ball to get too far ahead of ourselves. This is a profitable market; can be very very good for any type of investor, big or small, short or tall. It fits everyone equally. But with those inventory issues, we have a lot of tightness in particular types of silver and gold. So if you're out there in the city, my next question to you, Jeremy, 
what should people be thinking in terms of if they're getting gold and silver in there? Should they be should they be concerned about coins, bars? Should they be really overly concerned right now about the size of bars, how much of it? What are you thinking and hearing from your client base? Okay, so the first thing is is you want to avoid numismatics. Numismatics means that these are about collectibles. It's like stamps or or baseball cards or basketball cards, right? Everyone's looking for like this perfect rookie card that's going to make a ton of money. That's what numismatics is about. We're not in that business. We're in the bullion business. That means you're looking to acquire products that are refined to 99.9% purity. They're um, recognizable brands they're they're lbma approved they create a good liquidity and so the prices for those against the actual spot price are going to be the lowest that you can get and that's where you want to be if you're converting fiat currency into a physical hard asset for the purposes of retaining value right value uh, preservation wealth preservation so bullion is the way to go in terms of coins and bars it really doesn't matter because right now the premiums on both are pretty close. It's more about what you can get. Um, but yep, a lot of people are concerned about liquidity and being able to sell off in smaller increments and that's where the coins can come into play. But again, we're not selling collectible coins. We're really only selling Royal Canadian Mint Silver Maples when we have them. And again, you'll just have to keep checking guildhallpreciousmetals.com to see when those come back in. All right. Well, we're on the investment side of things. And that, again, is a telltale sign that directs the type of product that we have. And obviously, we want to be certain that you as a client get the best product that we can offer. So we do only stick to the LBMA product, which you said is world-class liquid all over the world. And that's important. So um, we're kind of moving a bit quicker than we expected. We're doing, uh, we're timing and we're doing sort of more like one minute answers. So I'm going to ask you right now, Darren, who do you see as current buyers right now? Everybody is buying. There is no definition of one type of current buyer. Right. This week we went from doctors, dentists, lawyers, teachers, plumbers, electricians, to moms, dads, a ton of moms came in. Um, and these are moms that are, you know, prepping for school. We had conversations about the kids and they're coming in to buy silver for the kids and, you know, getting ready to go back to school, putting a little something aside. I just finished before the show here at RESP for three children. That was all mom's doing. She's the contributor to the RESP plan. So it's a variance of different people coming into the marketplace. There's blue collar, white collar. I think right now, Jeremy, though, it's the initial stages. These are the very astute people who are just focusing in and hearing the the subtle hints, the subtle tips. It's not like the stock market has gone mad or anything like that. We haven't seen a big, huge pullback. And I think we should talk more about this topic because identifying as a buyer may make you think you have to be a certain type of person. But the reality is that's not true. We should talk about it more when we come back. Yeah, let's keep on the topic of who should be acquiring physical gold and silver right now and uh, certain things that you should be looking for. The website, guildhallwealth.com. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver This is The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver and we have a motto here at Guildhall, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. That is your smell test. If you're looking to acquire precious metals, make sure that you can actually hold it in your hand. And that was actually one of the problems, Darren, that happened back in March is people decided, you know what, I need toilet paper and I want the gold in my hand. And that's when they found out, 
oh, that was just a paper promise. And that's really what kicked off this run. You know, they tried to push the market down to $12 on silver and to, because who wants to buy anything when it's going down, right? Uh, no value investors there. But then all of a sudden the market turned around and we've gone from 11.50 an ounce and now today we're trading a little over $27 or just under $28 an ounce US. So quite a turnaround in several months. But that is a part and parcel because people have decided that the physical market is more important to them and getting it in their hand is more important. Speaking of that, who is looking to acquire the product? That's where we left off the last segment. And of course, we're seeing a lot of people in the market now, Darren, who've listened to our show for several years. They've decided, yes, I do want to get in. One of the questions that they have is, is it too late? Is the market too high? So I think that's something we should get into right now. Darren, what are your thoughts? Well, Jeremy, it's a good question, a good point to make, because this is something that as this price progresses higher, and we'll look at where gold and silver are year to date, people are going to be questioning and asking, am I timing this right? Am I getting into the market right? And what we would say to people is don't think of this the traditional sense. You don't think of gold and silver as a stock, uh, a, a futures contract, things of that nature, a mutual fund, things like that. Gold and silver, first off, you have to understand, can be lifetime buddies. So they can sit in your portfolio, in your storage account, in your RSP TFSA for decades. That's the first thing to understand. Secondly, although we do some buying and selling, and as a client, you will do some buying and selling, this is not day trading. So when you buy gold and silver, you're just looking to be in a comfort zone, so to speak. Are we at the front end of a new cycle or are we at the back end of a new cycle? If I bought in 2011, maybe I would have thought maybe we should have been at the back end of the cycle and we, we would have paired how much we bought back and said, hey, if it drops, we'll buy a little more. Right now, like we said many, many shows ago, this cycle of the traditional asset markets is ending. If you can picture a clock, the peak is 12 noon. Stocks are now at two o'clock. Silver and gold are approaching eight o'clock. And so as they rise, this cycle is going to begin to take over and you'll see gold and silver for the next, maybe let's say 24, 36 months, maybe a bit longer, develop a super cycle, big peak prices, maybe gold goes twice where it is now, three times, who knows what analysts are saying, and silver does the same. And so if you're a buyer, you're more concerned with, are we at the front end of a new cycle or at the back end? And right now, if you're a listener to this show, you are at the front end of a brand new cycle. So buying, and even though the price of silver has gone up and gold has gone up, buying at the front end of that cycle is very important. Now, Jeremy, let's just review quickly where we are year to date on both gold and silver. Sure. If you want to take our clients through that, this is where we're at. Uh, folks year to date so what has gold done in canadian dollars and u.s dollars percentage wise so gold right now in u.s dollars we're up about 36 percent in canadian dollars we're up about 39 percent silver we're up 64 percent in u.s dollars and 68 percent in canadian dollars which right. is just phenomenal for those especially darren i think mostly for people who have been in the market for you know five six years or even longer who have had to you know, suffer through the market trading range of, you know, 16 to $18 for year after year, but they just continue to accumulate, continue to accumulate. And here you go. The day has come, right? So question for you, Jeremy, again, to reiterate the importance of understanding where we are in a cycle. Have we seen this before? Is it possible that silver and gold in doing the same thing they did historically 
back in the early 2000s, back in the 1970s. Have we already seen these cycles occur? And is it anything out of the norm for you to see 60% in a year, 30% in a year, 40% in a year? No, we have seen those gains before in a year. And uh, I definitely like the idea of the cycle that we're in. We have seen these cycles before. We know that in the 70s, gold went from $35 an ounce to ultimately 850 within the decade. And silver went from under $5 to $52 an ounce, again, within a decade. The more interesting one was actually the 1999 through to 2011-12 cycle, where if you look at the cycle as you're talking about, and this also goes to the value of the metal, right? You had Dow at all-time high, the dot-com bubble bursts, you have inflations coming, and then eventually it culminated in the subprime, and then which, you know, the, the financial system was cracking. They fixed that by just printing gobs of money, Q, quantitative easing, one, two, three. And so what happened? Well, gold went up uh, 700% in that amount of time. And we had years where it was up over 30% in a year. Silver years where, like 2006, I think it was, where gold was up over 70% in that year. I mean, that, there was no subprime back then um, in 2006. But it all comes down with that idea of the cycle is also what is the value of gold, right? Because, oh, $2,000, that's expensive. Well, compared to what? Compared to the debts, $26 trillion in the U.S. and counting, not including unfunded liability. What about global debt? What about understanding what debt is, right? The, the global debt's probably closer to $3 trillion, $300 trillion right now. Um, so there's not only the debt, but it's what does gold buy you? What's the amount of gold it would take to buy shares in the Dow? How many ounces of gold does it take to buy a house? Um, how many ounces of silver does it take to buy an ounce of gold? Once you start to understand the value of things, then you can say, oh, we really are at the beginning of the cycle, meaning we really are very cheap compared to where we have the potential of running. Now, let's talk about if gold, silver, even natural fancy colored diamonds is for you. Is this for everybody? Is it for a particular type of person? And let's also talk about registered accounts, how investors could get involved in that. I shouldn't say investors because we don't really see gold and sil silver as an investment more than insurance against your portfolio and a store of value. But let's get into those in the next segment, Darren. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com, the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, and you're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver We have a motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And in that, we do that for the registered accounts as well. So Darren, let's talk about registered accounts. Should everyone have some physical metal in their portfolio or is this for a very specific type of person in registered accounts? And also, what type of buyers have you seen over the years who are getting involved in precious metals within RSP, TFSA, LIF, RIF, etc.? Well, Jeremy, when we first started this back in 2002, it was common to hear from analysts, economists, financial planners, advisors, that the reasons they didn't want to have their investors hold gold and silver was because it was cumbersome, or unlike a dividend right. stock, it didn't pay out on a regular basis, wasn't an income asset per se. Right. Um, they thought logistics scared them because moving gold and silver, how do you do that? Is it liquid? Do I have to go out and find a buyer for this? Or is it something that you know I can just hold on to 
and I hope I never have to use it. Well, those things have all come to pass with the advent of firms like Guildhall, in particular in Canada, Guildhall, there is no better firm than Guildhall when it comes to all of those things and the questions being answered about them. Number one, gold and silver can produce income and we can show you how to do that. And that can happen on a regularly frequent basis when we're having markets like this occur. And that simply put is a parallel to what you might do when you've had a very good year in the stock market. Profit taking is important. It doesn't mean you're not holding long term. It just means that we also view this as an opportunistic marketplace, not to suggest it's overly speculative or that, like you said, Jeremy, you have to be an investor per se to hold this type of asset. But we can talk to you about ways to improve your holdings without dipping into your pockets. Again, this leads us to the next point. Is it cumbersome? Can it be held and easily moved and transferred? The answer is yes. Gold and silver, so that you're aware, are the most liquid assets in the entire world. And why is that? Because everybody in the world wants these assets. And what the dirty little secret within the industry is, is that they'd rather sell you paper and pretend like it's the physical asset when that's not the truth. You want to own gold? Buy physical gold. You want to own a company? Go buy the company. Great. Good for you. Well done. Buy the piece of uh, land that they're talking about being successful in 10 years from now. We like the physical assets and it makes it easy for the client to do it. So when it comes to that, early on, it was the more astute investor. It was the more seasoned investor that was owning gold and silver because people were afraid. They didn't know what it was. Now it's every mom and dad, sister and brother, cousin, aunt, uncle. They're all coming to us. It's financial planners bringing their client bases to us. It's the guys that have been passive in their investments and maybe only look at their statements once a year. They're coming over to us and saying, you mean I only have to pop in once a month or once a week and just keep an eye on this and the rest is easy to watch? And I was like, yeah, it's one thing. It's a piece of gold. It has some fundamentals driving it, same as silver, but this is not about having to make out a full statement, understand what fees went where and all of that all fits in. All you want to know is, am I making money? Am I protecting my wealth? Do I have insurance that's in place? When you own gold and silver and you've owned it this year, it's a prime example of how we can say yes to all three things. So it's everyone that's owning this, and we can put it into registered accounts. Why don't you help people understand that a bit better, Jeremy? Sure. And and al along that line, a lot of people will start the registered accounts thinking of it like a stock and thinking of it like investments, especially since it shows up on your account like a, like a stock. But you do get this inventory report that shows you're holding physical precious metals in an actual vault and it's direct ownership. There's no counterparty in between. You actually physically own that and go, can go to the vault to personally audit those holdings. But the difference between owning precious metals in a registered account and investing in like a mining stock or other stocks when you're investing in those things first of all you're invested in the currency right so if you're buying apple you're invested in that us dollar so it doesn't matter if if apple stock goes up 10% if the value of the currency is dropping 10% you're net you're net zero right or if you just have cash in the account but inflation's at running at 5% and you, you know, you're just losing 5% a year. Or if you're in a GIC getting 2% a year and inflation's at 5%, you're negative real world 3%. You've lost 3%. That's where gold and silver comes in. They are real money. What does that mean? It means one of the tenets of actual money is that it be a store of value. 
You cannot say that about the currencies these days. You haven't been able to say that for a long time, but people are just starting to wake up to that fact, especially since they can see the government's printed all these mo all this money. Where are people getting? Where is the two thousand dollar paycheck coming from? Where does that come from? What did the government do to create that? Nothing. They just printed it out of thin air. That's got to have some consequences to the currency, and that's where gold and silver come in. They are hedges against inflation, against devaluing currencies. They are a store of value. And what you're seeing in the market right now is two things. One, the price rise in gold and silver is a reflection of both the fact that gold and silver have been incredibly undervalued for years and continue to be undervalued. If you hear nothing on the show today, it's that both gold and silver are extremely undervalued at these price levels. And number two, the currencies are continuing to devalue. And how do you hedge against that if you're buying stocks that are equated for in that currency? All right. Those are valid points. And to put it all together and to put it into perspective, the very next logical question after a person finds out that A, it's easy to move, B, it's easy to buy and sell, and C, they can hold as much or as little as they want, and they can put it in a registered account, TFSAs, RSPs. The next question they often have is gold or silver? Which one? So why don't we spend a bit of the next segment talking about that? It's a great question. Should you own gold? Should you own silver? We're going to talk about that in the next segment. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com, or our e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Find out how to get control and ownership of physical precious metals today and how to hold it in your registered accounts. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver What should you own? Should you own gold? Should you get silver? Let's, let's dig into that right now, Darren. Sure. Well, listen, I keep it simple. I have a small anecdote that I use with buyers. Again, this is not to suggest that either Jeremy, myself, or anyone at Guildhall are going to be your financial planners or advisors. This is just simply the anecdote that we see happening with the current customer base. And I'll tell you how it works. It's pretty simple. It doesn't matter what type of account you're opening. I find that a lot of investors come to us, Jeremy, and they invest by age range. So as a general rule of thumb, the closer they are to retirement, or if they're already into retirement, generally speaking, the more gold they own. The younger they are, they might tend to supplement that with a larger ratio of silver. The larger the speculator, the more silver they put into their pot. And the smaller the speculator, the more conservative the investor, the more gold they put into their pot. Now, why do I say that? Gold tends to be slightly less volatile, and the reason is simple. It's a much larger market by numbers, by the volume of trading that happens, so it takes a lot more to move it in a given day or week or month. That's not to suggest that both metals can't rise independently of one another, but they tend to move similar fashion in cycles, but when silver gets uh, when silver gets a little bit of uh, lift, a bump, if you will, or a trigger event like the pandemic, you're seeing how fast silver can really rally. And again, we generally want to to make certain that you as an owner of gold and silver understand this is A, long term, and B, not something you day trade. So that's my anecdote. Generally speaking, the more conservative you are, the ten, you'll tend to have more gold in your portfolio. 
portfolio. If you're thinking of taking it home in your later years, maybe passing it through the estate, you might want to stick with gold. Again, that's something we see happen more commonly. If you're more aggressive and maybe you want to take advantage of the fact that silver is very undervalued and by metal standards, it's the most widely used of all the precious metals, has the most usages in terms of its long-term potential, is certainly way out of whack in terms of its value. If you like that story and you're following that along, you add more silver. And as a rule of thumb, maybe you come uh, 60-40 gold to silver, 70-30, or you start with 50-50. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's really interesting as you're talking about all of these things, Darren, I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, COVID's really exposed a lot of things um, all around the world, you know, supply chains, where things are made, how food gets to us. It's really woken us up to how, how our everyday lives are run. And for the gold and silver market, it really woke everybody up to whether or not they actually owned physical products. So I do wonder going forward, you know, in the, I should say in the past, silver has been the more volatile of the two. It's always been a bit of a surprise because it's both industrial and a monetary metal. And when you look at the actual numbers, there's more gold above ground than silver. So in actual fact, silver is more valuable than, than gold from a supply standpoint. And so I wonder if going forward, that that will level out. Maybe we get to a closer ratio of 16 to 1, 20 to 1, 25 to 1, anything that's way under 50 to 1, let's say, and we end up staying there, right? I I do wonder how much of an impact the current physical supply demand on the market is going to even things out and make it as it should be. I mean, in the past, you know, if you go back to the 19th century, uh, one of the reasons why they got rid of the bimetallic standard was just because they found a whole bunch of silver, like they mined a whole bunch of silver. And so it had a big effect on the market and a big effect on price. Those days are gone. I mean, it, when you look at when you look at history of that in that perspective, you can see that that was very simplistic <laughs> in terms of supply and demand and just how, yeah, eventually you're going to work off that excess supply. So I do wonder if silver one day will be valued the way it once was. I I think we are headed in that direction. So maybe we'll have to see. Maybe going forward, silver isn't as volatile as it used to be. Well, again, there is some belief that as silver rises in value, one thing that's going to happen is it's not going to fall back to the days of 5 or $10 an ounce silver. Mm-hmm. Yes, we got very close to it this year. But you March, couldn't buy it. But you couldn't buy it at that price. You were buying at much higher prices, $17, 18 so $19 at the what time. what difference did the paper price it mean? It didn't make a difference at all. You're right, 100%. But the days of having a static market down in those low uh, double-digit ranges could be over. And that is certainly food for thought when you are making the point that it's possible as silver migrates higher that the good days of having a very undervalued asset to invest in as an, as an owner of silver as kind of a winning, uh, I found it first before anyone else, those days are going to come to an end sooner or later because people are waking up to the realization, A, there's nowhere near the silver that they thought there was, B, you can't get it anymore, even if when there is silver, because only the select firms can get their hands on it that pay for it up front like Guild Hall. And C, if you're lucky to come across some silver physically, 
you're paying a fairly decent premium for it right now and firms are forced to do it because supply and demand dictates that they have to it's just a fact of life uh, so those realities are true and again they all point towards uh, a, a um, renaissance of source in terms of pricing so if silver does get up into the 100 150 range which is where it's heading it's more than likely it's going to stay up in that range and the good old days of cheap silver is, are gone but Comparatively speaking, it still represents great value. And gold still represents great value. Yeah, and I think on that note, Darren, in the next segment, because we really want you to hear this next segment, you're going to want to stick around because we're going to pull out the crystal ball and say two things. One, how high are the metals really going? Two, what should I be looking for to get out of the market? In other words, Darren, if they've been in, if someone's been in the market for the last year and a half and they're up 50 60 percent on their precious metals is it time to get out of the market let's discuss these things these are very important this is the nitty-gritty this is how do i make money in the precious metals market coming right next on the real money show the website guildhallwealth.com the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver and it's the real money show on global news radio 640 toronto the following is a paid commercial program Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The phone number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Darren, I mean, just as we're sitting on the show, you know, doing the radio show here on a Friday afternoon, we're, we're looking at our phones a little bit here. How many voice messages do you have? Uh, Jeremy, in the last 24 hours, uh, my cell phone does not have voicemail. I had to turn it off. That's an indication of how many voicemails were being left. Uh, the the line the landline here at the office for my extension. Um, I'm now in row. I'm at about 30. So that's just in the last 24 hours, and that's on top of the calls that are coming in directly to me as I'm taking them one by one. In addition to that, the emails probably in the neighborhood of around 1500 in the last seven days and those are useful emails not your spam and all that extra stuff that gets filtered buying out. questions and all invoices. buying questions and then the other part of this is is that we're having an absolute uh in massive increase in the amount of people that thought about it in january looked at it in february put it away for some reason in march because they thought well i don't want to buy something that's going down in price when that's really when we should have been thinking about it Picked it back up in April, in May, and then around the late end stages of June said, honey, you know, I really think there's something to this gold and silver thing. And by middle of July, they finally got around to calling us back. And here they are. And that's a just wall of paperwork. So we are getting through it and we're going step by step. We're trying to prioritize. We're dealing with product shortages and all those things that happen. But these are all great problems to have in a markets that are rising. So it's awesome. Yeah, you know. Speaking of the rising markets, I have to say I've watched, you know, mainstream media, especially, you know, first of all, let me just digress here. It is remarkable how much the mainstream media is not talking about precious metals, um, specifically silver. Yes, if you go onto YouTube, there'll be a lot of people saying gold's the one, gold's the ticket. And some some aspects of financial uh, newspapers, whatever, are mentioning gold. And thankfully, they're not doing what they did in the early 2000s, which was every time it went up 100 bucks, they said, oh, it's a bubble, right? They seem to, to be a little bit more hip to saying, to knowing not to say that these days. Um, but I do notice a lot of times that people will come onto these shows and 
you know that you're watching a major bull market and they just refuse to say it's time to sell. Just refuse. I mean, I remember the whole Bitcoin so let's thing. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's well, talk that's about what it. I want. I'm Absolutely. getting to that. I'm let's getting to it. it. I'm getting. I'm just going through a little, uh, little soliloquy here. So, um, you know, I remember the Bitcoin people would never tell you to sell. The the marijuana stocks would never tell you to sell. Real estate is just no. It's going up, going up. No end in sight. No end in sight. Um, you know, stock market. No end in sight. No end in sight. We're not like that here at Guildhall. Okay. The first thing is is we know that there is going to come a day where you need to sell your product. We know that there's going to come a day where the silver-gold ratio comes down significantly enough that you can sell your silver and buy gold in one, in one sense. Or if you have a percentage of gold and silver in your portfolio, let's say 20%, and it goes through the, goes through the roof, goes to the moon, all of a sudden that percentage of your portfolio is way higher than it used to be, we know you're going to need to prune that back. We're going to talk to you about pruning that back. When we look at where gold and silver are headed, we're not looking for specific prices. This is not a market about looking at the charts and finding a specific price. This is about understanding value. Price is what you pay, value is what you get. And right now, gold and silver are actually still extremely undervalued. And that's, again, why they're, why they're jumping up so much right now. But at some point, they're going to have a good value. And we don't, have to get to, we don't have to get to perfection. We don't need the Dow-Gold ratio to get to 1 to 1 or the Gold-Silver ratio to get to 16 to 1, right? We don't need these perfect ratios in order to know what to sell. But there are some good signals like, what is the percentage in my portfolio? What is the, how many ounces of gold does it take to buy a house? How many ounces of gold does it take to buy the Dow? How many ounces of silver does it take to buy gold? And by understanding a lot of these ratios, it's kind of like the barter system, understanding value. You can get a sense of where you should be, and that's going to give you the indication to sell. Well, so it's not up to us, Darren. We so don't tell people to, to buy and sell. We teach them how to fish. That's right, and, and to that end... Let's talk about that because let's be as transparent as possible with listeners. If you're buying into this market right now and your account happens to go up 10%, 12%, 20%, 50%, whatever it's at, um, there is a reality there that you need to be self-sufficient. You need to monitor and self-check that level of greed you have because we all have it. It's it's inside of us all. We all want to make money. We all want to be able to say we're successful and want to produce for, for our future a, a good standard living. And investments in ownership of gold and silver as insurance for that wealth is one way to do it. But let's be honest with each other when we're having this conversation. There will come a time to sell. It's not all roses and it goes up straight in a row. We're at the beginning of a new cycle. There's lots of volatility. We expect in 12 months the prices to be higher than they are now. We don't have to say that gold's going to 5,000 or silver's going to, you know, 150 an ounce. It's going to do it on its own anyways. I mean, we don't need to sit here and say as analysts that we predicted or to sell it or to do that. People have come to the realization, Jeremy, now, and this is what's changing in the mentality, that gold and silver are the norm, that they are mainstream, that they are part of every portfolio. And people are coming to us and saying, hey, listen, I'm not afraid to tell my neighbor that I invested in gold anymore. <laughs> Ten years ago, they wouldn't even tell their neighbors. Oh, so you mean, like, don't tell my neighbor. You and, mean we're you know, becoming the silent majority? Yes, we are uh, becoming the silent majority. And planners and advisors alike, they hate it. I read it all the time. I read one predominant one in Canada. He talks badly about gold all the time, yet his feedback from his listeners over the last four months is like, open up your eyes, man. 
This is a terrible moment to be saying gold is really bad asset when it's up 30%. <laughs> yeah. And your assets are down 8.5% on the year. Like, okay, sure, the stock market hasn't plummeted and it's rebounded due to the debt and everything else that they throw at it. But the reality is gold and silver are performing exactly as we said it would, exactly as we told you it would, and they are insurance for your wealth. So why wouldn't you want to up the ante a little bit? I don't care if you have 10%, 20%, do whatever you want. It's your portfolio, not anybody else's. Do it with smarts. Do it with a little due diligence. Ask the people you trust, but don't listen to some mainstream guy that's never owned gold or that's never touched it and just talks about it in a negative way. He just gave up 60% this year, silver and 35% in gold. What does he know if he's doing that? Absolutely. And also, I think as we go to break here, we said we'd bring out the crystal ball. Where's the price going? And the answer is we don't really care. It's about what it buys you. It's about understanding value, and that's what's going to tell you when it's time to start taking some profit and to prune that portfolio down. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Want to buy some physical precious metals? You can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and go to our e-store. RSPs, TFSAs, give us a call. We'll help you get physical bullion in your portfolio. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, brought to you by Guildhall Wealth. You can go to guildhallwealth.com, learn about some of the ways to get involved in the physical precious metals market. You can also go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. That's our e-store, so you can pick up some physical precious metals, have it delivered, Lots of easy ways to pay. You can pay by e-transfer. We do take cash up to $9,000 Canadian per client per year. Also debit. We can do e-transfers, draft. We also have pre-authorized debit. Lots of ways. We make it easy for you to get involved in the market. Darren, we've gone through a whole series of questions uh, that were very targeted. So let's keep going with that. What do you have on on uh, up, up on the target here. All right. The next question for me, we talked about gold or silver, value versus price and where we sit there and the anecdotes that we use to kind of show people what others are doing. And we kind of rest on that because that what other people are doing kind of give us a sense of what the average is. And so it's really all over the map. But we talked about those anecdotes and how to put it all together. Now, in putting it together, Jeremy, question for you. If you're coming in and you're a new investor, what should I be focusing on the most? Should I be focusing on price? Should I be focusing on the type of product that I'm putting into my account? Should I be focusing on a color diamond with my purchase? Should I be trying to stay into that mentality of diversity? What is the focus and where should they start when they first come in? Well, the first thing we want to do, Darren, is is figure out what's the best place for them to go. Is it just a, a, first, a first purchase? You know, I'm a big fan of Crawl, Walk, Run. If you're I, I did this the other day. A client wanted to put in a lot of um, a lot of money into the gold market. They wanted to put it in the depository. Took a weekend, starting reading the paperwork and just kind of getting in in her head a little bit. And I said, "Listen, maybe just take a few ounces home, right? Crawl, get your feet wet, go through the process, and build up to where you where you think you want to be at this point." She was very happy with that and uh, and put in a, a pretty decent order actually and. Um, so that's one way to go. 
are, are we are we starting with maybe just a first purchase get some physical in your hand get a comfort level is it a, is it a case where you really have a lot of wealth to protect and you want to make sure that you're not going to put that in a home safe you want it in a in a vault where it's secured and insured and liquid or Maybe you have a Lira account from an, from an old employer and it's really the money's done nothing and it's with some company that's getting you, you know, 2% a year and someone's making, you know, 3% management fees and you're kind of looking for a different direction. So there's lots of different ways to go. We want to understand, you know, what the position of the metals are going to be in your portfolio so that we can help you be comfortable. And I think that's really what we want to get across to everyone is we want it to be a comfortable investment as far as price goes. You know, this is something we've talked about the whole show, Darren. And, and the fact of the matter is, is if we're having such difficulty getting physical product into the hands of customers, that's got to tell you something about where the price is going. If there's none available, then the price should only continue higher in this regard. Now, there may be dips along the way. I don't think we're going to see the type of dips that we've seen in the past where we saw major volatility in the markets. I do believe that they're going to be more shallow. How about you, Darren? What would you say to a client who's brand new? Where do they start? Okay, first we identify budget. Where are we getting the funds from? Is this money we're bringing into the account? It's brand new out of the bank account. Are we migrating an RSP or TFSA over? That helps to identify the proper solution. It may be very simple. You have an existing RSP. You'd like to use the money from that RSP. Let's keep it under the RSP umbrella. That tells us exactly what we need to do. We're opening up a Questrade account and we're putting gold and silver into your account for you. It stays as an RSP. The money's coming from that existing account. If it's new money, maybe we take a look at TFSA. Have we used up our TFSA space? There's a lot to be said for the advantages of a TFSA. You have a lot that you can put in there. In fact, almost $70,000 you can put into a TFSA if you've never had one before and you qualify. Uh, then that's something we would look at. Again, what I'd like to say, Jeremy, is that once we've identified budget, we then we then would present different solution options. If a person comes to us and says, well, $10,000 is my budget, I'm more inclined to say, okay, we're going to focus on one metal. Pick the metal based on what you feel is the best story to be told, and we'll go from there. If a person comes in with twenty to 30000 okay, now we're starting to say we've got room for two metals, and we'll put both into the account. It might be some comes home. Some get stored in an RSP, TFSA, or even a storage account. Absolutely. And if I've got 50 or more thousand and I have some of that free and it's not in an RSP and TFSA, I might amalgamate an RSP account with a direct purchase account so I can take some of my gold and silver home. Mm -hmm. And then I start thinking about a colored diamond. So then if I have that type of budget, I'm going to add that additional protection, that additional wealth option, and that additional possibility that's within the realm of real, real serious uh, buyers that typically are now becoming mainstream like gold and silver. Everyone can own a diamond too. And, and not only that, but you know, I was driving into work the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, don't forget about natural fancy colored diamonds right. i mean we we've had and we have. actually we've had a good amount of clients acquiring some some diamonds over over the summer and uh spring summer but you know we know that that argyle mine is closing we know it's closing we might get one more tender i don't know maybe the last one and the prices of natural fancy colored diamonds during the last quantitative easing they went through the roof and so we could see the exact same thing happen, especially since there's no pink diamonds coming to the market. So yeah, if you really want to take some profit on, on your metals and you've done really, really well, 
that is a place to consider putting your wealth where you know there's next to zero volatility in that market. We want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to The Real Money Show this week. It's been a lot of fun batting things back and forth with you, Darren, and uh, um, we got to get back to those voice messages. So we're going to get back to it. If you would like to learn more about getting involved in the precious metals market, you can go to guildhallwealth.com. You can go to our e-store. It's intermittent. We only put up products that are actually available. We're not going to put up a bunch of products that uh, you're going to have to wait months for. So go go to the website to see what's going on and go there often so you can uh, keep up with the market. That's guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And you've been listening to The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.